Check, 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 check. What'd you say, G? So how's the Amsterdam life, man? Oh man, it's been uh it's been pretty wild, man. Uh I, I see, man. <laughs> I haven't really tapped in because I want you to fully experience it, <laughs> I don't even know. I'm not even sure how uh how much justice like the story and shit is doing anything either. So Oh no, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I'm but I'm getting a little tidbits though, just from watching from far. <laughs> and I'm trying was, trying to keep it off the grid and shit. Riding on that bike, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I really be sliding through the hood like Debo. <laughs> no, no reason for me to be on a bike. And then uh, May was like, "What kind of bike you got?" And I had the nerve to say a beach cruiser because I couldn't think of nothing else. <laughs> 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 I for sure told her I was on the beach cruiser. G, it's only right. It's only can, can right. He, can hear you coming from two blocks away. <laughs> and 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 you got to ride past all the coffee shops and they sit outside too. So. People just they I know they're looking at me because they're like, bro, you shouldn't be on this bike. Man. But it's the it's like it's like so convenient though. I you get around the, you get around the city so fast. Like when I called when 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 I was texting you, I was wow. a legit I was a legit hour and a half away, but because we were able to take uh the train and the bike, I got home so fast. Like I got home dumbass fast. So Oh man, that's yeah. what's up. Yeah, man, it's yeah. it's been incredible, man. What's up with you? What's the latest? How you feeling? Feeling great, man. Uh, it's true. Over here on this side, man, just you know, finish uh, working and shit like that. That's about it. That's what I'm talking we, about. Uh, yeah, we was out and about man, for all day yesterday, and you know, I'm living I'm living a sober life now. So it's just, <laughs> it's, just it's just me messing with drunk people now. It's, it's just hilarious. How how different is it? Uh, I mean, at first, it, at, my my only apprehension to it was just you know being in that element and me being irritated. Yeah. But now that I don't even have like the inkling to drink, uh-huh. then now I can like fully just be myself and settle into the environment and, <laughs> and have a good ass time anyway. <laughs> like as if I was drunk, bro. Like yeah. we was on the boat last night and everybody was super faded, and I just acted super faded and start in, in little in little pockets. <laughs> It was no different. I'm in here, I'm in here drinking hella ice water. Hey, you don't know. I was in there swag surfing, bro. Like, like, gee, you all, you drinking that? You killing that tequila, man? What you doing? Like, bro, bro I, e- I even waited for the bathroom. Like, I, t- I tried to push it and I couldn't get it open. And I was like, fuck. So I just waited for the bathroom. And then one of the homies that pulled that pulled up, he a coach. So he pulled up. We chopped it up for a minute. He's like, damn, that person is taking a shit. It's like, you gotta be, man. So, I, so I go to the bathroom. And I like uh, push a little harder and it opens. He's like, "Bro, you're so fucking drunk." I was like, "I know, I know, <laughs> bro. You you not gonna fully commit to the role, G? Fully committed, bro. Man, well, shit, man. Well, we we got a lot to get to. This is this is meet the brave. It's it's me and, me and LG today. Um, Juan Poe is out on assignment. Like that's what we gonna call it. He is out on yeah. assignment right now in Miami. Doing research it's, for y'all. Exactly. <laughs> He's doing a case study, so don't worry about it. He'll have plenty of, uh, <laughs> of research and data to it, come back on. Exactly. I am. Um, I'm live from Amsterdam. L was 
was dope enough to carve out some time so we could do our podcast. We had initially agreed upon uh, me having guests, but um, this week was nuts. So there was no way I couldn't I couldn't rap with my dog and and get. There was a lot going yeah, on. Yeah, it's a lot of shit happened, and I and I really wanted your perspective, and like I purposely didn't talk about shit because I wanted to do it on the pod. Um, this Isn't week- that great? Isn't that great about the podcast now is that <laughs> we don't we don't have to get our feelings out throughout the week. We can just hold it all in. Hold it so- in. Hold it in and let them and let them fester. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And I and I and I, don't, I hope I hope my festering did it justice because I've kind of changed positions on some I've swapped stances on some things Ooh. while letting Ooh. them fa- fester, which is crazy. Um, yeah, I don't I, I I know there's only one or two ways to start. Um, the Kanye interview, but but we're gonna save that for next because the Kamikaze album. Yes. And I only want to start there because do you remember the conversation last week? Just last week, what we said. Just last week, man. Like literally, brought <laughs> it up. We said that exactly. Um, and for those that listen to the show, Eminem dropped a surprise album on us this week. And everybody knows that by now. That's that's not news. Um, and then for those that do tune in, heard us reference M specifically in, in talking about the Wayne and baby situation and what Wayne's follow-up would be to that grand moment um, in terms of what material we release. Uh-huh. And here you have it. I'm, I'm nine hours ahead of you guys. And the first, I've, I've, moved, I've moved places twice. I'll say that. Um, uh-huh. And so the first place I was at, I didn't have internet. So like when I tell you I was unplugged, gee, like I was really unplugged. Oh man. I was going back to the flat and reading. <laughs> yeah. And not and not just like one chapter at a time for a few minutes, nigga. I was reading for like not hours at a time. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> um and then I'm I'm third so Friday. No, no, no. Yeah, Friday, my time, you dropped in a group chat the 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 album, the outwork, the track list. Yeah, and I thought I was I thought I was tripping. Like I thought I was seeing things. Like that's how bugged <laughs> out it was. It's like is he is he playing with me? The Jeep Photoshop right. this, right. and immediately went to the the one spot where I've had a media uh, incredible internet service and and um, put the album in my queue so I could listen to it wherever I wanted to go. Do you oh, know man. that had to be an experience, boy? Over over under G five times how many times I've run Kamikaze? What do you have over? Or do you want to take the over to under? I'm go, I'm going over off the simple fact that I probably did that the first <laughs> night when it dropped. <laughs> G, like I've only I've only done that with like damn bro like this, I think exactly when I the first drop yeah I couldn't stop listening to it. I think I had to go out that night and I still was listening to it throughout my night like I, bro the rest of this night just gonna have to wait for a second man um. And we put in a group chat, we wanted to know predictions, and we didn't even take those seriously. Um, nah, nah. Because it was, we really, I think we really wanted those moments for ourselves. At least I know I did. And it, it seemed sure. to me like you did. Um, sure. So I want to, let's start with the music first. We talked mm-hmm. about our, I feel like we manifested it, but that's neither here nor there. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like we definitely manifested it, and not because of how it came out, but the the style, the delivery, the tone, and the approach. So it's a lot to get to, but I want to start with 
first reaction, first listen, your first pass okay. through, what was you, how did you feel? Uh I felt a sense of like <clears throat> I would say like an elation uh, <clears throat> for like the um for him to tell you the truth. Um because it felt like a it felt like he took constructive criticism hmm. and uh he took it very personal yeah. and was able to really hone in on what exactly he heard, even though, it, even though everything is revenge, this is all complete revenge. Yeah. This is his, this is his ego to the fullest. This is all like slim shady came from the, the back corner that he tried to hide him in. Exactly. Because, because one thing that people have to remember with Eminem is that uh, slim shade, the slim shady uh, alter ego has been um, silenced, silenced a lot because for a really uh, long time. Yes, it's it's directly connected to his drug use. Yeah, and uh, is is directly connected to proofs uh, passing. Yep. So, so it's tough for him to to dive into what everybody or like, at least at least the market that criticized him the most. Yeah. Um, it's it's, hard, it's tough for him to get to that point to, to get to get into there because it brings up a lot that he needs to you know deal with of course exactly my thing with this one like you you were like the people were really uh really had him effed up when it came to his his actual lyrical ability and you couldn't really get to that because of what you said before when you first heard the um uh revival was that it was sonically off yeah so I think first things first was having to get it sonically right. Exactly. Uh, and then he, he still wraps his ass off, but it's about making it yeah. more appealing it was, to the ears. Exactly. It was never a, it was never a matter of like, no, M can't rap. Something right. sonically was different for me as a day one Eminem fan. And uh, I want to backtrack to something you said that's really, really important in this timeline of Eminem, the, the artist. Um his 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 getting sober, um, the amount of work and the amount of time that he's dedicated to sobriety, and then the loss of the 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 heart of everything that is shady records and D twelve proof passing right. away. Um, right. I feel like that's something. Those are things that are very specific to the Eminem stands of the world, like us. Um, and you can hear it and. As a and I want to say honestly, as a as a byproduct of both of those things, mm -hmm. I was very um, I didn't I didn't have the heart to publicly discuss uh, Bad Meets Evil, uh, okay. Mar Marshall Mathers LP two, um, mm -hmm. anything post Proof's death. I didn't have I didn't want to publicly <laughs> discuss. I didn't want to share any space with anybody else and share my thoughts because I was I was going to be biased to the M that I grew up on which was right. which was which was was mentally and physically abused abusing drugs himself um facing a new a new reality that is fame and and wealth uh first generation wealth and first generation fame at that because we that's something we got to talk about uh but exactly. then Losing your best friend in the entire world is a is a different beast that a lot of people will never understand, myself included. Um, right. Which is why I was always going to be biased to those albums and never discuss them in the light to where I didn't enjoy them. But that was nobody's business. That was for me to keep my secret and never discuss with anyone. You know. Definitely. Um, so 
revival comes and it's far, far enough removed from his sobriety and him losing proof that now we can be a little bit more honest with ourselves because we're not sure if we're ever going to get the M that we grew up loving back. Um, right. And whatever that even means, it all it really feels unfair to hold grown ass people to what they were and not allow them to evolve. And in the process of evolving, have some missteps like normal people fucking do. Um, Man, that's that's my that's my <laughs> that's my full argument when it comes to the next topic. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's huge. Um, and and that's what we saw with him. So revival hits, and it's a it's a free for all. Everybody's getting their shit off, and some of it's genuine, but then a lot of it felt opportunistic to go at him. Um, mm-hmm. And my thing always was, you said it best, G. Y'all got him all the way fucked up. Man, because if some if that if that nigga decides to flip that switch, y'all are in trouble, and that's every yeah. that's every rapper included is in trouble. So y'all might want to chill. Wrong nigga. If to you, can, you know, if you can, if, if you can ever catch a bottle of focus, you yeah, know what I'm saying? because uh, I mean we see it with uh, we see it with uh, um, Absol a lot. You know, if you can catch a bottle of, of focus from the things that eat at you, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Because because what happens is is that a lot of times with drug usage, it's because we're trying to mask something else that hmm. we don't, we can't quite fathom just yet. Absolutely. Or, I mean, I mean, as human beings, can we really, are we really supposed to get a grasp on certain things that are that epic in our lives? You Absolutely. Know what I'm and how much time does it take for us to actually catch a grasp on that? Is where we kind of get that gray, that silver, you know, that little gray area over there. Um, and going back to like the M is just, uh, just getting that moment or just taking a, taking a moment to actually focus in on your craft yeah. when you have the whole world attacking you, yeah. it kind of, feels, it kind of feels that way. Yeah. Uh, then you can either sink or swim in that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I think uh, now, and that was, you know, that was the plus for me was that he decided to attack it as opposed to, you know. Uh, say so, you know, f it. You know, I gave I gave away you know a certain percentage of my of my fan base. F y'all for not getting that part of it. Yeah. and I'm gonna continue to do me and just continue to make money because really, this type of album is gonna sell no matter what uh, to his to his uh, to that dem- that demographic that continuously rides with him. Yeah. This song specifically for the demographic that can go back and forth, mm-hmm. and really they listen to him one time. And they make their decision on him. Okay, I fuck, I fuck with Eminem on this one, but guess what? Guess how many times? Because we're living in a world of streams. Yeah. Guess how many times I'm going to listen to the M album, regardless of what he puts out. Yeah. I'm gonna the first time I love it, and I may not ever get back to it again. Hmm. I like what Charlamagne says. I may never ever get back to it again. So what does that mean to a, an artist when I put my I put my you know heart and soul into into my craft? You know huh. what I mean? So that's a that's an interesting thought, and um, I want to I want to get back to that um further in this timeline yeah um with revi- in the space of revival the 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 criticism as as status quo in modern day it um it's way more accessible than it's ever been so they're the they're the same amount of critics they're just their accessibility is different so to hear someone of m stature Talk about mm-hmm. re- talking about reading every single comment. I know he's not lying. Um, mm-hmm. 
we've heard the same thing about the likes of Jay um, and some of the others in that vein that they read and see everything. When people right. are like, man, I ain't looking at them comments. No, trust me, they are. They it gets see, to them one way or another. One way or another, yeah, it gets to them and and they're obsessive and they really do care about their shit. So I guarantee you a lot of times it's them just seeking it out in their own, in their whatever downtime they may have. Right. Um, but then that's also the part that makes them great. Um, but the, the, the specifics of things that were said about revival, how did you feel about the way he implemented and approached them in Kamikaze, what were your thoughts about that? That's the highlight of Kamikaze. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the first, the first things first. How did how did the whole thing about M's um, album come to come to light as far as people not messing with it? it was from them <laughs> looking at the track list. The track list and, first. Yeah. This person, why would he pick this person when he could pick anybody he wants to? But yeah. he decides. Pick that person. So yeah. what was that? It was like the uh, what's the what's the what's his name? The one that sings um, like country and not country. Ed, Ed Sheeran, not Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran, yeah. yeah. Ed Sheeran, so yeah. Sheeran features and the uh, Skylar Grace features. Yeah, Beyonce. <laughs> first, exactly. Yeah. So first, first looking at the track list, he chose Joyner Lucas. Yep. He chose Royce the Five Nine. Yep. And he chose Jesse Reyes. Jesse Reyes. Oh my I, I God. Every song, both, because like, Jesse Reyes is on two songs back to back. And, and I love her with a passion. The, bro. The, 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 the highlight, those are two highlights of the record for me, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that, that was first things first. Uh, the next thing was, like we said before, this, uh, make it sonically appealing. Yeah. Um, and then wrapping your ass off and mm. w- underneath a beat that you can actually listen through because, you know, nowadays we're just we're listening to beats. We're listening to, you know, how how appealing is that beat mm-hmm. uh, first and foremost. And whatever is said on it is whatever is said on it. Yeah. Nobody's listening to lyrics. We're breaking it up into pieces. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. You know, there's there's, there's still people that's listening to lyrics, of course. Yeah. But we're breaking it up into pieces and then we talk about it two like two lines at a time or whatever like that and we may never talk about the rest of the song it's just two lines what is what is the outliers inside of those inside of those um verses and he strategically placed things in there that would lead to topics that he knows goes on to what is today's big thing yeah podcasts and um and all the media outlets yep these are things that they're going to break down so they're going to continuously talk about it yep and he he made this album specifically for them, like yeah. he said. This is for you. I know what you are looking for. Here you go. Talk about talk <laughs> about this now. And that shit was dope as hell to me. That's something that people aren't going, but a lot of people probably ain't going to pick up on. They're still going to be looking at, you know, what all these things they saying stuff like that. No, this was very strategic. Yes, um, I'm with you. Stride for stride in that thought. Um, the the the. The uniqueness of it, the 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 uh, the currentness of no, no, not even current, because it's it's a uh, it's it's pushing the bar to to respond to every single thing that was said about you is is new. Um, that's by the way, it's it's that's nuts to me, and <laughs> and I'm so petty that I loved every fucking second of it, and it was it was it was liberating in a way. Where someone who I hold in the highest regard was like, "Yo, I hear y'all niggas, so let me let's talk about it." 
I hear everything mm-hmm. you're saying, so I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to address it. And then my favorite part of the album isn't even music. It's his rebuttal to Paul. You know, the, the Paul yes. the Paul yes. skit The Paul skit is notorious with every M album, right? Paul, yes. Paul calls and is calling Paul's torn because he's M's guy, but he's representing M as legal. And it's like, dog, we can't go through a lawsuit. We can't get this album banned. We can't do this. But at the same time, I want you to feel liberated and say the shit that makes you you and what makes us money all these years. But at the same time, as usual, I, I got to protect us. <laughs> and so M does some crazy shit in the very next song and then calls Paul and goes, yo, nigga, pick your phone up. I wish you would answer the phone. How about that? But I'm going to say this shit anyway. But my favorite part is Paul goes... I think this is a slippery slope. You're going to make an out a rebuttal album to the album that people didn't fuck with and then they're not going to fuck with this one. And then what you going to make another rebuttal album to this one? <laughs> that was it was just it was just brilliant honesty on everybody's part yes, that that yes. plays a that plays a part in the structure of Shady, right? Yes, um, exactly. And then moving right along but what we probably should have started with was the imagery and the album the choice of the album art and the the tonality and there's a specific line where he goes yo all the people talking about i'm only successful because i'm white why every other white rapper didn't do the numbers i did Mm -hmm. but what is probably going to be missed is that in that he's paying homage to the other white rappers that have done the numbers that he's that have at the very least come close and that is that's the beastie boys so and I only yep. know that, and, and people are going to be like, nigga, how old are you knowing that? No, no, <laughs> I, no I, I know that because the Beasties are my mom's favorite rap group of all time, right? And the, nice. first, the first album she ever got me was the Beastie Boys License the Ill. So I okay. went to sleep every night from the age I was four to the time mm-hmm. I was like 11, staring yeah. at the Beastie Boys License the Ill album cover. And it's exactly the same as Kamikaze. Um, Damn. So that's a that's just an interesting nugget that I wanted to lead with, but I'm glad I got I remembered it and got back to it because yeah, of that that's hell, yeah. that white yeah that white rapper line really stood out to me because that was another level of honesty that a lot I'm trying to get a lot of my white friends to 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 understand um, uh, when you when you have when you have black friends and they're sitting around and they're discussing whether it be white privilege uh, the the oppression of black people what a lot of white people even if they're quote unquote down and and cool as shit, they all tend to do this overcompensating thing where they wanna relate and go, man, I understand and be and be overly sad when some shit happens to the black community, right? Right. Um and but in omitting their their truth and pandering, they offend us way more than somebody just just that's just there to listen, you know? Right. Um, or be honest and be like, yeah, nigga, I know I'm privileged, so fuck. You know? Like I I just uh, respect yeah. that way more. So M mm-hmm. attacking that white rapper thing because uh, um, Lord Jamar, um, Joe's never said that, which I, I respect in the whole Joe back and forth thing. But other people of prominent statures have have now taken the stance of like, yo, M's a white rapper. He gets a lot more leeway and 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 uh, and so more support than a black artist doing the same thing ever would. And and yes, that's true. They're not lying in that, but you cannot uh, negate the ability while saying that you can separate the thoughts, but you can't loop them together and try to negate the the, the talent that he possesses. Um, right. And so the whole cover thing was really, really dope to me because it highlights 
other white rappers that are that, uh, basically boys, whether anyone wants to admit it or not, are pioneers of music overall, but specifically uh, the merger of hip hop and punk rock is really is a really important piece of the kamikaze and the kamikaze album in totality for me. Right. Um, yeah. The, the the irony of that is that M has M literally started off worse than a lot of people. Hmm. So the I, I get the whole like the meteoric um, ascension that he did. Yeah. And that's due to yes, um, he has a demographic that pays money yeah they have the money to pay it they pay it um uh that's i mean that's that's just that's the simplistic part of it is that if you have the money to pay it and that's who you that's who you uh want to give it to then that's who you give it to M just happens to have that he has the skin color yes um he talked he talks with a he talks vulgar and he talks he says a lot of things that people would like to be able to say yeah um, and they get that that strand that of fix. confidence from it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they get their get fix. Um, I was on the I was on the side of the the white rappers get more privileged thing for a really long time, until I went to uh, um, a wild ninety four nine uh, uh, sh- a big ass show that they had where it was uh, Chris Brown, Trey Songs, Macklemore. Um, and I'm missing somebody. The lineup was crazy, but mm. this was at the height of the Macklemore and Ryan Lewis shit, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting in a section fairly close to the stage, like right off to the right of the stage. And this older white couple, gee, and I'm talking like mid to late 60s, is sitting direct, like right next to me, right? Mm-hmm. And every act, they didn't move. They just sitting there. And I'm like, yo, they are they... Are they investors or what the fuck are they doing here? Macklemore mm-hmm. and Ryan Lewis come out. They stand up and rap every word. And I just looked and my perspective around the whole white rapper shit changed completely. Because then, okay. then I just started thinking, I just started thinking about demographics and numbers. Mm-hmm. And you, the how you were wording it was perfect it's just it's just a numbers game at that point right um their their their, their appeal is going to be a, a tad bit broader um because because whether we like it that that's still a majority of the population you know mm-hmm. are the people of european descent that right and and a lot of the wealth <laughs> is is in control by people of european descent and their offspring so naturally who's going to sell the most records if if uh if you can marry that with um some sort of talent or or uh or popular sound of what or what have you you know and Definitely. m just so happens to check off all those boxes and it's like the perfect fucking um example of that and so him Definitely. him him retorting and that was just an important part to me uh we'll get off that though and keep moving along uh, oh, one one last thing go. on the M. On the M album. No, no, we not. Yeah, we gonna no, we gonna stay on Kamikaze. I meant just getting off the the uh, the white oh, gotcha, white rapper gotcha. part of it. Go ahead. Yeah, nah. The, uh, but maybe one of the dopest things though was uh, was M talking about the people that he's influenced. Um, and uh, did him, you see all their the, did you see all their uh, responses on this on social? Yeah, the reactions, yeah, bro. Yeah. Hobson had the best response ever. It was so honest. It was so honest, so honest. Bro. Yeah. 
So I just wanted to, I just wanted I f- to I feel like highlight that. That people, was that was a great moment. Yeah, for people that don't know, there's a section in there's a there's a there's a few times in in Kamikaze actually where where um, M is 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 talking about people that he's directly influenced and in, in that he's proud that he influenced them because they're so talented. Hobson is an is a is a rapper that's had a rough go of it and he's so fucking talented though. Um, and a lot of times got the got the uh got the the stigma or the or the the scarlet letter of uh of being Excuse me, G. He got the scarlet letter of being the black Eminem, you know, and he had to. Hobson had to wear that for a really long time. I don't know if you know that. Um, yeah. And it and it and it hurt him, and it and it and it kind of pigeonholed him uh, mm-hmm. to where there was a there was a large part of a demographic that probably should have been fucking with him that wasn't. Um, right. So that his reaction was so amazing because. He's had a rough go of it with labels and shit, and to be recognized by someone that I imagine is 100% his idol is big. But I also, what I also thought about is the him mentoring the Kendricks and the Coles as as black kids being big Eminem fans. I know that meant a lot to them too because they've they've both personally referenced M shit. And, yeah, and I know I know for as for as big of acts that those guys are present day, they had the same exact reaction that Hobson did just behind closed doors. Like, Definitely. Like, I mean, when they, when they were coming up in the game, when they, when nobody was messing with them just yeah, yet, they weren't yeah. even a name yet. Yeah. Eminem was on top of the world. Exactly. So that's, I mean, that, that'll never, it doesn't matter where he is right now. No. I, don't, I don't really, that doesn't matter. That's always. Where, where that message is coming from. Yeah. Is huge. A nod, a nod from from the from one of the greatest to ever do it is always going to mean the most to you. Um, exactly, and that's and that's a lost art nowadays. Is just the homage part. Yeah, nobody wants to give homage. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody wants to say where they receive their influence. I mean, there's people, of course, but I'm just saying. It, I mean, for you the can, most part, you can yeah. Say that you receive influence. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that, that's okay. Where did, you, can still, did, you can still be your own person. But t- no, nah, tell me, t- let's talk about that for a second. When the hell did that happen? When it became, uh, when it made you soft or something to go, yo, I, such and such influenced me, and I'm a big fan. When did it? When did it become uncool to big someone up like that and pay respect? Bro, when when hate became cool. Hmm. When we when we made, when we made the transition to the only thing that matters and the only thing it's that hate. receives views is hate. Wow. So what? So once that became like the uh, like. The um the piece yeah like everybody cares about yeah. then that's when it it was it was very soft yeah uh, to say anything that had to do with um with you liking something or you agreeing with something or you know huh. a, a lot a lot of, a lot of things so maybe even the reviews on our podcast is that we do pay homage to people and that is that could be viewed as something. <laughs> People hate, you know what I'm saying? Hey, well, they gonna have to just hate us, nigga. Cause uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> hey, exactly. That's, hey, we could, it's just, a, just a different strand. I can, I can look at you and be like, hey, I, I, I like, I like what you're doing, my man, and that does nothing to what I'm doing. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just a matter of I see what you're doing, and I'm, I'm definitely appreciative of you taking that stance and doing what the hell you're doing right now. That's yeah. beautiful. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that I can take with me and continue to do what I do, but it doesn't create anything inside of me that you know feels like i'm smaller or that i need to project something onto you yeah um 
couple more things I want to get to before we wrap up the the, the M Kamikaze segment of the pod. Um, oh, let's see. How do how where should we where should we start first? Um, clearly, by now, I think everyone can tell that we both love the album. Um, so that's long as that's clear, we can move in. I feel comfortable moving into some of the. Uh, the the hot takes that everyone's gonna share and this is not nothing exclusive to ours i feel like the thoughts behind them will be in 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 how we in how you and i um receipt process them are going to be unique but the the hot takes themselves aren't going to be unique so let's start i'll start with um the tyler the creator segment of it um uh justin vernon from bonnie vare uh you you are you uh, you might not be you might not be a bonnie vare fan but they uh, Justin in particular does a lot of stuff with Ye. Um, so you've heard, if you haven't heard their band, you've heard his voice mm-hmm. and some of his instr- instrumentation a lot since um, shit, either since Twisted Dark Fantasy or maybe even before that. Mm-hmm. Um, he co-produced. Uh, oh shit, what song is that? That uh, he go that that M has the Tyler the Tyler section. Um, and he he took to Twitter to say that he was not there for the tracking of the vocals and and did not approve of the slur or the attack of the youth. Mm. And mm-hmm. and I and he's not wrong. I do not disagree with him. Um however, I'd like to play devil, devil before we, excuse me, before we get there, the the line the line in question um M says, "Hey Tyler, you must be uh, a fag we, for all purposes of, of content we're going to use the word they do bleep it out in the album so that does happen uh, comma bitch <laughs> 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 for for being an attention seeker essentially and, and, and the reason we need to break those lyrics down is because it's a play on events that actually took place where Tyler um sort of uh came out as bisexual or or gay like that like potentially like it hasn't been confirmed or denied like no one knows mm-hmm. and because of Tyler's connections to Frank and how Frank then came out in either it it either helped his career or hurt his career. No one that's to be decided. I don't know if anyone knows that yet, but that was a discussion at one point. There are a lot of fans, and we covered that on this podcast in particular. Frank's right. coming out. Um, all of that is really important in the setup because there were a lot of people that were that a weren't clear on what Tyler was trying to say, and b weren't sure if it was a uh, promotional tool because he saw how it propelled or at the very least made Frank polarizing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's essentially what M was saying. Again, we understand that because we're nerds of music and mm-hmm. it was a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm 100% okay with a lot of people being being upset with it and having a juxtaposition because they... I. I because one, they may just not give a fuck about all the backstory. It may not matter to them. They just don't want to hear people use those words. I'm 100% okay with that. And and two, um, we, we, we're we just trying to advance in terms of language. I'm okay. I'm 100% okay with that. But at the same time, I'm so pro uh, fucking First Amendment. 
And I was really torn because I'm going to be honest, G, when that line, that was the only time, I no, two times in the album I cringed was that line and the Krigger line. I just cringed uh-huh. and immediately had to remind myself here, yeah, First Amendment, like let people get their shit off. But yeah. I, I would be lying if I didn't admit that I'm affected by the pro just using better language now and trying to advance his people. And I mm-hmm. wanted to, I wanted to know your thoughts on both of those parts, the Craig line and the, the Tyler portion. If you uh, if you was, had any, if you had any, what was the Craig line again? Uh, the him and Joiner and Joiner does the first course and uh, and then M uh, uses the same pattern and some of the same words. Um, and so in Joiner's Joiner Joiner says nigga and then M says Craig in his. Oh, got gotcha, you, gotcha, um, gotcha. I just, it, it. it just, it, it was. I didn't. I, I got it. I, I appreciate the, the. I appreciated it, the, 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 the play on word portion. Something mm-hmm. about it just made me cringe. That's just me being honest, though. Um, but gotcha. again, I was able to move past it immediately and go, "Yo, just get your shit off," because the song was so dope. Like, so, I guess, I guess what I'm asking because, I, I, I can honestly admit that if, if it's dope. I kind of forgive a lot of lot of shit I probably shouldn't, man. I'm just got to be honest. Um whether it's uh whether it's misogyny, uh whether it's racist, um <laughs> gee, I just got to be if it's sexist, whatever it is, man. If it's, <laughs> if it's dope, guess who's going to forgive it? Me. Right. And and I know that that's probably not the best thing to admit, but it's honest. Yeah. Um and that's just around creativity, excuse me. I want to be clear. Like that's around around art and expression. Um because the chances are, if it's any of those things, there's a there's another message behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to get your thoughts on those two in particular. You don't have to the cricket shit. You don't have to, but the Tyler portion and and Bonnie Ver, uh, excuse me, Justin Vernon's uh, rebuttal to it. Do you have anything? To Got say? it. Yeah. So um, I didn't. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't affect me at all. Actually. Got you. Um, but that's just. Um, I mean, not to take anything away from what anybody may have felt in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I get it. So I get why people have a feeling towards it. Um, and that's perfectly fine. Uh, but for me and me in particular, um, language is meant to, um, create discussion and yeah. create more, more language basically. Huh. So if we start to put a cap on what people can say, I'm not talking about what people can do because action is very different from Than language. Yeah. what you yeah, what you say. Yeah. Uh, but um, the Krieger line that doesn't uh, that's nothing for me. Yeah. But the uh, the other line, the Tyler the Creator line. I mean, it was true. Um, and also, we have to just be careful um, in these type of situations. Um, I hate using slippery slope, uh, <laughs> but when we start. Uh, when we start breaking down everything that is said mm-hmm. uh, that somebody says um, to a T, uh, then that leaves no room for them to grow as a human being yeah. um, or for us to grow as a human being because we're not complete either. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So um, everybody needs that room to have discussion, um, which I'm going to talk about a lot in the Kanye segment. Absolutely. Uh, but for this one in particular, um, I was going to use it in the Kanye, but I can use it in this one, mm-hmm. uh, was um, the big uproar that we all had over uh, the Clippers owner. Yeah. Uh, for what? 
Go ahead. Yes. I, I I I could talk about this shit all day. I wish we had a podcast when that shit happened. We would have got <laughs> black pe- black people would have got us the fuck out of here, G. Like, out out the out oh the gates, bro. Gosh. We'd have been we'd have been done. We would have been done, nigga. That would have been our first and last show. Exactly. But, <laughs> but go like, ahead, go just, ahead. Just going back to him, um, I completely drawn a blank on his name. Yeah. But uh, him being recorded uh, for what he felt in passion. Yeah. Um, in a passionate moment. Yeah. Um, that wasn't even meant for the public to know about. At all. Um, is is where it gets very hazy. Is that we're gonna be we're gonna start getting no, no, angry. No, hold about- on, hold on, G. Sorry, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. let you finish. No, yeah. that shit ain't hazy at all. That's just wrong. But go ahead. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was me being a slightly peaceful. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's why I was like, I gotta stop you, man. No, we're not gonna do, we're not gonna do that here. For sure. No, for sure, for sure. But that was out of like passion for like he felt a certain certain type of way, and that's it, about what was going on. Yeah. Um, and it it didn't have to, it didn't have to be something that was actually happening. Yeah. But he felt a certain type of way when it came to a woman mm-hmm. that he had you know interest in. Yeah. And felt like there was something shady being 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 had, yeah. and this is what he ended up saying. Exactly. But he, it ain't like he did a press release for it. <laughs> that know? was his, that was his own thought between him and his him and his his uh, his bro. He just in his box off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If if you're if you're both out here hitting below the belt, yeah. That wasn't even him hitting me below the belt. He was you, literally just like, bro, like you know, don't bring him around here. Yeah. Like this is my this is my stuff. This is my situation. Yeah. Put him on the other side, like when they have when they have the Laker games, all right, cool. Yeah. But don't have him in don't have him in my house. Exactly. Like, that's, just, that's a hard no. Yeah. And and if you, if you're gonna be doing what you're doing, which I, I suspect that you're doing, you know. Yeah. But that's that's just what I'm saying when it comes to language. Exactly. Is that we're so quick to jump on what somebody says mm-hmm. without like, and then try to, and then we, you know, we don't really break down I what don't. we tend to say in certain situations. Yeah. And they're saying isolating, know? isolating. I, yeah, isolating language from context is is hard for me. So I don't like when media publications that don't that aren't fans of the music and don't listen and don't have any back context break down lyrics. I just don't like it. Um, yeah, it makes me really uncomfortable. Uh, perfect example: first night in Amsterdam, I got to go see my boy Shake West, and he burned that bitch down. But hey. he but he did Mo Bamba three times, and I was so proud. Like, uh, <laughs> and I was with a friend. And he was observing the crowd. He was. It, this was no knock to check. Like it wasn't a knock to check. It was a. He uh-huh. was, he was concerned because it was a predominantly white crowd listening to Sheck say, "I got hoes calling a young nigga phone." And I was like, "Yo," he was like, "Yo, that's that's mad misogynistic, and it's gonna be received that way." I'm like, "Yo," but Sheck ain't talking about. He isn't talking about women though. I I can right. almost guarantee that. And he's like, yeah, right. but they're receiving in a certain way. And I'm like, damn, that's a, that's confusing because here's this young kid from Harlem, New York, that is all the way in Amsterdam doing his music. And I can almost guarantee you that when he was making that song, he wasn't thinking about no, he wasn't thinking about 500 white kids yelling his lyrics at the top of his lungs. He just wasn't. Exactly. You know. Exactly. And it gets confusing. Okay, let's get back to M real quick, Jason. Let's talk about this last thing. Um, our guy Joe, Joe Bud. Um, we're again. It's noted we're big fans. Uh, I, I 
I, I went through hell trying to put y'all on the Joe for a few years, and y'all finally caught the wave. And I think you guys actually, <laughs> yeah. you and Poe actually ended up becoming big and bo- bigger Putin fans than me, which is like you, you know, nuts. you know what I was a bigger fan of Joe before I got to his actual music was, was Joe Button TV. Joe Button TV, exactly. And like now, Joe Button TV was my introduction to, to Joe, Joe and, yeah. then I, and then I got into the. Music. <laughs> y'all, I remember when when the Mood Music series started. I was like, Yo, L and Poe would fuck with this. Let me send it to him, and y'all like jump uh pump it up and i was like no 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 and he's like they're like yeah money you wild and we can't listen to pump it up man. <laughs> <laughs> like, top. Yeah. but um joe's had an incredible like the joe is the number one rebrand we've ever seen in history i'm almost certain of it it's a um, that's a pretty big rebrand. It's, it's a it's a really impressive rebrand um but as a as a joe fan and someone who's who's uh been firm and going yo he's one of the best MCs to ever do it no one cared to listen to him for a really long time and now he has a lot of people's ears different medium on 100 percent um so that this there is no guarantee people want to hear him rap however eyes are eyes i don't care how you get them you know Mm -hmm. eyes are eyes i don't care how you get them now everybody's watching and listening and uh-huh. here's an opportunity to be heard as an actual MC. Uh-huh. Uh, he couldn't get Drake to respond. M has responded. Uh-huh. Joe's been firm and saying, "Hey man, I'm, I'm retired. Hey, fuck all this rap shit. Nope. He not even not even Jay, his favorite rapper, could get him out of retirement. If Jay called, uh-huh. he said he said that. If Jay called him for a verse, he he had to think about it. Uh-huh. And that's that's saying a lot." And so now that M has responded on some rap shit, and Joe and we at we as fans of Joe know he just loves to rap. It's never right. personal with him. He just loves to rap. So it's right. I, I, my argument is someone that loves to rap and that is as capable as Joe. Isn't this the best fucking window to just rap? It would be if he wasn't making so much, so many ways not rapping. Gotcha. So I don't think I don't think Joe's really ever going like I I thought that you was believe you believe him before, you like, believe him then when he says he's not doing I, I, it now now just being able to partner with so many different uh, medians like he's able to put content in so many different areas yeah that I don't see the I don't see the same um, like same passion to get to rapping regardless of who actually said something. Like it, it's it's actually more beneficial for him to never actually return to rap. Hmm. Just 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 for just for future reference. Now for the past. Now for people who who still see that like still see him AC like you're saying. Yeah. Um, I I get where that's where that feeling comes from, but in Joe's shoes, it's more beneficial for all the things that he's doing right now. If he now, doesn't, if he doesn't, if he doesn't, even, if he doesn't. Not even that. Yep. God damn. And, that, and that's, that's right. Roddy. You're right, and I don't want you to be. You're so right, and I don't want yeah. you to be because this, if it were ever a better window to just rap, because all he's ever advocated for was just bars. Yeah, but for future rap, it's not beneficial. It's not. You're right. The The second he raps, the second his brand uh, isn't of the value that it is now. And that, it takes a huge hit. It takes a hit. It take, really takes a hit. Um, and Justin being being business oriented and understanding tactics he has a lot to lose and i think he knows that um and which is why he's like yeah he the 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 more he goes no i'm not rapping the higher his stock goes up every time he says i'm not rapping his stock goes through the roof every time he says it, the more i the more i say i'm not drinking my stock goes through through the roof roof. 
exactly. That's crazy. That's crazy <laughs> as shit, man. Um, and all we just spent fucking fifty minutes on him. Um, I'm not mad at it though. Uh, no, that, that, that needed to be broken down. It like did. That. It did. I, I'm I, I'm so proud. Of, I, I'm like I text you, G, when you sent me the track listing without hearing the album and went, "Hey, 2018 is going to be one of the greatest years in not just hip hop but music." And yes, it's, I know people are like yo, don't be a prisoner of the moment. Think of '73 and all, like some some really outstanding years. And I promise you, I'm not being a prisoner of the moment. I genuinely think when from if it's 15 years from now, 20 years from now, we're gonna think back and look at this year and go, "Holy fuck, what happened?" Yeah. You know. And um, to M, the entire Shady staff, thank y'all for being human beings and listening to the people. And, sure. and 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 making yourselves vulnerable businessmen and women, and and giving the people what they want, because that's all that was at the end of the day. It's just a, 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 a an entity, an industry, because that it's a, it's an entity. Shady Records is an entity. It's a lot of jobs to think about when they're doing shit like that. There's a lot of risk. It, it isn't just M putting out an album, and that was the one thing I was willing to defend around yeah. revival is that it just isn't M putting out an album. Man, they got a lot of artists and a lot of um a people and execs and and that's partners. right that's riding on that train man that's riding that train and one false step could hurt all of the all of their livelihood um so i just want to thank them for this incredible moment in music that's going to last for a really long time like a dog i i'm at i'm on i'm on at least at least 15 times all the way through that record and we're t- it's sunday yeah and, and I and I want to I want to thank Dr. Dre, bro, for making that fall beat. Huh. Oh my God, man. that 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 fall man. beat. Man, thank you so much for that. Man, I, that, I, that, fall. that song that song could have been 15 minutes long, and, and, it, and wouldn't it wouldn't have got old. Yeah. And, and real, real quick, I'm sorry. I know we said we're gonna move on, but fall in particular, G. Tell me that wasn't one of the greatest moments in terms of just conversation and providing insight to something that we, we and that ain't none of our business. But I'm glad he talked about it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I, I agree. Same here. I, I figured. I thought. Of, I thought of that as uh, a, a crowning moment. Um, that was. That was. That was a huge moment yeah. uh, when I could fall. So I, did, I think that's that. It, it will go down as that too. Like it, it still has time to fester. <laughs> time to, you know, more people to listen to it. But I think that's going to end up being that moment uh, that changes a lot of minds and yeah. gets a lot of people. You know, um, in um, the direction. I'm proud of us. We had a real stand segment. <laughs> hell, hell of much though, bro. We had a real stand segment. Oh man, uh, now it's gonna get even. But that's but that's mainly because we do not talk. We do not talk about these things throughout the week. Yeah. And so our our stand segment is going to even get more firm. Now. I think people are going to either be disgusted with us or elated with us. Like it's not going to be any in between with this episode. So we're going from we're going from M to Y. <laughs> Y'all gonna have to just deal with this. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. We're going from M to Y. Um, also, also, we're not sorry. No, we're not not sorry at all. Uh, that's just, uh, yeah, we're not sorry. Um, Kanye had a hell of a week, um, and what's important in the, in this timeline is that people were releasing the clip of him crying without their context of the interview. The clip of him, the clip of him crying went viral before people could see the entire. That was literally the end of the interview. Li- the last piece in an incredible interview that went viral before the entire hour and what is it, 
seven minutes came out. Yeah. Um, and so Ye went back to Chicago. Everybody's been calling for it. And this is a, this is very important because M was listening. Ye was clearly listening and 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 went to Chicago, sat down with the the, the, the leading station there, the leading the leading uh black station, urban as they use in the radio world, um, and sat down with those people and we'll put some inserts in I'm a G I'm, I'm just letting you know I'm gonna drop a few important clips in there uh, from that interview okay. so people have some context because I don't want to okay. fuck it up it, the context of that conversation is super important I think some people have the problem that they feel like your stance and your support of this particular person almost erases um, some of the pro-black struggle um, things that we've associated with you through your music in the past like I mentioned earlier when you were talking about uh, the, the lyric where you said your grandfather took your mother to the sit-ins and that's in your blood and that was representing the struggle so I think a lot of people feel like if you represent the struggle how could you possibly represent this man let's take away the politics and the red and the blue but this particular man like, let's say let's act like uh, America let's act like America was our girlfriend for a second Trump being in office is like If you broke up with your girlfriend and she fell out with her girlfriend and you get on the phone with her and she lets you know everything that your girlfriend been doing the whole time, lets you see this. Like you say, the detention center. That's something that was happening through a, diff a lot of different presidential eras. And now we're seeing it. Mm -hmm. And I'm a, I'm a very transparent person. I like transparency. I like exposure. I want to be exposed to the information so I can make my decision. And I knew that this uh, rogue personality was going to allow me to see and understand and allow my brothers to understand what we were dealing with. All the, 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 the marches, people fighting, people standing up, people having a conversation about politics, our well-being. I knew that this was going to happen if he got into office. It's like, whether you like it or not, it could be a traumatic experience, it could be whatever it is, but sometimes you want to say like, that's the whole funny thing is, we talk about get out, woke, but that flash of light or something. Right. That's a flash of light to us, as an entire community, to see things that we wasn't seeing when Obama was in office. But it's that like, was still happening. That saying. was still happening. It's like we as a collective wasn't woke. Right. But so Ye goes back to the station, and he sits there, and it's this isn't Charlemagne, this isn't fucking Zane Lowe, this isn't Ellen DeGeneres, this isn't Jimmy Kimball. This is these are black people with real that are real concern about black issues that felt like they was losing their nigga. That I just want right. I just want to set that scene because that's what was happening. Think right. about you saying some wild shit in a family group text and you got to go to Thanksgiving and face everybody. That's what that was basically. Am I wrong in setting it up like that, G? Oh, no, you're right. Okay. So, prior to, there's a video that leaks of Ye in the studio with GLC and a lot of the Chicago homies that he came up with. And I'm going to be real, 100% real with y'all. Nigga, I'm going to shed a tear because that's the shit. I don't fuck apologizing to the world and everybody else. I just wanted him to get right with his niggas. Right. Um, Because GLC is integral in the the entire everything that is Ye. Rhymefest is integral in everything that is yay. Don C is in, in important in everything that is yay. So that's the shit that mattered to me the most. Um, 
So that was a real, real moment. And that happened prior to the interview. Then the interview right. happens. Then the interview happens. <laughs> <laughs> and all I can think it's about it's G, real. G, imagine if you were in the city and got to listen to that live, bro. Yeah, I know. We got it set. Yeah, there, there, there was a lot of there was a lot of healing going on at the exact same time. And at the same damn time, a lot of people I know were glued to their stations. So what happens is that everything everybody wanted answers to is in that interview. Am I wrong in that? No, you're right. Okay. And they get down to the 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 specifics of it. Jimmy Kimmel kind of danced around some questions and and I and, and in defense to Jimmy and the Ellens of the world and the Zane Lowe's of the world, they're not black. So they I don't think they probably felt comfortable to ask questions in a particular manner. So so that's not on them. That's just circumstantial. Um that's just semantics, right? But because of these people's connection to Ye, they could ask questions without pandering, without dancing, they can get to the shit. And they got to the shit. Let me tell you about crazy, because uh, I went to the hospital. I was diagnosed with being bipolar. I've went crazy. I am not crazy, but I definitely can go there if pushed right. in the right way. Now, I, ha I have ways to control it through medication. I have ways to control it through sleep. And the thing is, you know, I don't, I'm not against the, the, the medical, because I feel like I have the the luxury version of mental health. So you, you do have mental health issues? Okay. Um, yes. I understand you did that too. Just to clarify. I, but but let, me, let me clarify it more. We all have mm -hmm. undiagnosed mental health issues. We've been placed into boxes, into cubicles, loud noises, financial circumstances, feeling less than yourself, being the see, you've seen a hundred slave movies and taught that history about yourself, but there's no class telling us exactly how Matthew Johnson became a billionaire. You go to the African American Museum and they start at the boats, they don't start at the pyramids. Bob Johnson, you, you get what I'm saying? So, we all we, we, we're all uh, we're all dealing with forms of mental health. But what I want to say is, you know, to be right. I was, well, the only, go the ahead. only thing no is really care about is is how he feels about Trump. That's all. Go go <laughs> say it, say it again. Say it again. I said only only things that they actually cared about the you know the Kimmels and the the Genesis and all that was how he feels about Trump. That's, That's an all. important part, G. That's an important yeah. part. Um, and then with black people, with black people's connection to Kanye West, the the musician and the man and the innovator and the creator, it was way beyond some Donald Trump shit. It was like real right. hurt for some people that didn't understand what he was saying and he got to right. clarify it and yes. it's a lot to uncover but i want to start there and how articulate and how clear he was um how less manic he sounded in this um discussion and the manic part is important because if any of you live with anybody that suffers from bipolar disorder you know that the manic state is something that literally has no fucking timetable control you can't predict it you can't do none of that shit you kind of just got to go for the ride you know um yeah and i can honestly say just three years ago i wasn't that uh i didn't have that information i didn't know that i couldn't spot that and i didn't empathize with it more more important but yeah. if you live with someone that suffers from a, any mental disorder um but especially bipolar disorder 
you can spot the manic state miles of fucking way and you either get out the way or you just hold on because you, yeah. you, you ain't no stopping it, you know? Right. And so I think what I took to the most was I was empathizing with how manic he was in a lot of those earlier conversations. I just, cause I can spot it now, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, he was a lot less manic. Uh, he took his glasses off. And he was able to look yeah. them because I don't know if you guys noticed in those the, the Sway interview, the Charlemagne interviews, he wasn't looking any of them in the eye. And yeah. that's a part of the manic state, you know, because um, mm-hmm. even though you're manic, you're you're extremely vulnerable. Uh, right. He was looking these people in the eye. So that was a sign of of health of health to me. Right. Um, he looked and and and, and a little insight on on the manic state that money's talking about is uh in a in a manic state it kind of feels like you're backed in a corner yes yes um, think of a think of a scared uh a scared yeah, dog yeah. that isn't vicious but, exactly but is is terrified and and is in a complete complete defense mode and the informate the way our brain fires on certain cylinders to respond and to react and to think things through, even in real time, when you're in a manic state, it's firing completely different. Uh, right. So the clarity, the depth, um, the information, the honesty, the vulnerability, there's all these things at play. But the most important part, G, was the not budging on anything. It was apologizing for the people that were hurt but was like, uh, I'm sorry if it hurts you, but let me explain further. And yes. in that space, whatever you decide to do with it, I still love you, but I want y'all to know that I'm sorry if I hurt you because y'all mean that much to me. Yes. Um, that was, we watched, we watched Baby apologize to Wayne last week and people wanted to pick it apart, cool, pick it apart, but watching grown black men apologize is very important because there's a whole fucking generation of black men that wouldn't apologize for shit. Still, even still, even if they were wrong, you know they 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 just don't apologize and don't believe in that shit. It's the sign of weakness. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, I'm I'm denying to you, die. I'm going I'm going to I'm going to the sh- down with this one. Um, yeah, but there's a power in vulner- vulnerability. There's a power in it may, maybe entertaining the idea of being wrong. Um, there's a power in explaining yourself and being thorough and being able to be clear. A lot mm-hmm. of this shit happened in that interview, G. Um, I, I know you got some some real important thoughts on it because I, I want to give you the floor, but I I want to I want to finish with saying, um, as yay fans, and it, it's not even about vindication, so I don't want to make it about that. But fuck fuck if we weren't right, G. Yeah, we've been sweet literally every everything he was saying verbatim, my nigga. We said that. Spot on, yeah. And no one wanted to hear it. It's like, yo, y'all, yo, when we were talking about the TMZ thing, like we nailed his his thought process on what he said at, at TMZ. We nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. And everybody's like, yeah, y'all tripping. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I it's not supposed to be about vindication. I know that, but I'm I'ma have a selfish moment as a stand. And mm-hmm. go, yo, we're vindicated in our, and and not doing away with our brother and someone that we we've, we've looked up to creatively, um, for so long. For so long, man. And that, and that's an important part of the process because a lot of people that were throwing them away, 
I don't know if they were biggest fans as us. And because, you you know, with context, context isn't just something that's uh, in the moment. Right, G, you you mm-hmm. you have a we have a reference bank for people we deal with over a great amount of time. So you you're my cousin, but we were raised as brothers. So right. if we if we we've had plenty of fights and disagreements. Right. Um, Holy. But that one moment doesn't negate everything that you've ever done for me. Or everything that I know about you and your mannerisms, your sensibilities, how you think, how you approach things, um, how 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 thoughtful you are and your your thought process processes, even as you evolve. I have a reference bank. Right. And so with yay, we have a reference bank for all these things. And what was funny to me is that his evolution was like right in line with the first time I ever heard college dropout. Like it wasn't for everybody else. He was a world away. And for me, he was right on track to where he should be for me, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I was having a really hard time either relating, either a not relating or B trying to defend somebody who I thought was saying and doing the shit that he probably should be saying and doing. And Mm -hmm. maybe that exposes something about me, but that's where I was at with it. Um, Right. And so now with the interview being as thorough as it was and all the things that I noticed, the honesty, the vulnerability, talking about how much he missed his niggas, that's important. Yeah. <laughs> and and again, like M and the Kamikaze album, addressing everything and everyone and what everyone said and not let no now he ain't let he ain't, hey, no nobody got no passes for shit they said. He addressed it all. At so, all. So what's up? Yeah. Now what's up? <laughs> um, so, G, my bad. I, I riffed on that. Uh, I ranted on that. Oh no! Nah, but nah, you, you, were, you were saying everything, everything great from the from that perspective, man. Uh, yeah, what I was getting from the interview, um, there was a lot of things, man. But uh, mainly, uh, like you said, the whole eye contact thing. Um, also, you noticed that, you noticed that. Yeah, I noticed okay. that. I noticed taking the glasses off and all that. Um, that uh, you can tell that he continue that like he talked he talked them through certain things when they went to breaks yeah uh, so that when it went when it got back live uh it was in the, it was in the flow of the conversation it, there was no absence exactly yeah, yeah. Um, and like where his train of thought is yeah. and why he takes the time that he takes to say what he needs to say yeah um also that in conversation when you're in that type of situation how how much he's learned from what has happened yeah about his uh about his illness yeah. or his, um, or his, uh, you know, his, his disorder. His yeah. 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 His mental, um, his, just mental health, the education of mental health. Exactly. The yeah. education of it. He, he's learned so much just in this, in this time that he, from when he was diagnosed, yeah. um, on how to, you know, be able to be in these type of situations, uh, whether it's without his meds or when he needs his meds, Absolutely. um, or like what works for you as an individual with how, how you operate is, is very telling, you know, that means that you are continuously trying to better, um, not only your situation, but yourself, you have to take care of yourself first in order to better your situation and also better other people and also other people's feelings towards yourself. Absolutely. It, It starts with, it starts with bettering what you have going on for yourself. So I saw a lot of that in that interview that he took his time, uh, that he, one is answer all questions, uh, but the way to answer all questions is to make sure that 
when you have a question, okay, I'm going to answer that question to a, to as full of ability as I can. Yeah. And then I will get to whoever else's question. Yeah. Because they, they kept trying to throw multiple questions at them because, of course, everybody has a, a, a big feeling towards Kanye. Yeah. And how, what has gone on, whether it's, you know, your personal in, uh, individual feelings towards them, uh, what family feels or whoever feels. This has been going on in the, you know, the african-american community for a while for kanye yeah on um, them thinking that they lost him exactly uh so uh, of course you're going to have plenty of questions but just having to answer each one thoroughly thoroughly uh, and and answer each one and individually yeah. and clarity was very important to me yeah. because that's how he was able to control that man not get into that manic state yeah because you can quickly like you gotta you gotta know i, I call it triggers you gotta know like where your trigger is mm-hmm. um, which i'm learning a lot about triggers and uh having like you know they don't call it ptsd anymore they call it uh ptss uh, uh what's the what's the difference in the post-traumatic i'm sorry it's the same, it's the same thing it's post it's post-traumatic post-traumatic stress uh syndrome instead of disorder disorder, disorder. god got you okay so uh they don't they want they just want to change you know because words are important they just disorder change. yes okay i got you so bipolar syndrome as opposed to bipolar disorder right got exactly you, got you got you it's not a, it's not a disorder whatsoever got it's, it. it's, it's just that's your it's a syndrome it's exactly yeah that 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 fuck that that's that's so informative because just changing those words made such a difference in my mind in in that immediate second like the second you said that g i had a switch just a switch happened right right so that's that's just kind of like the you know same thing with with kaya you know just just knowing where your triggers what your triggers are Mm -hmm. and and getting control of them is the best way for you to wean off of what you become dependent on yeah so for him to not have to take medicine um when i get when i get my thoughts across i I, i'm gonna answer as thoroughly as possible i need to answer each one individually exactly your next one so that was important um also um i learned a lot about our community as well um which i kind of was getting a grasp on but it was just very present it was confirmed Uh, some shit got confirmed for you right exactly okay i was the same way i think i think we're gonna be on the same point on this one go ahead though it's just a feeling like there's another okay so when he talked about the um having the mental illness and uh and then some i think it was i think it was the woman in there uh she chimed in and said that uh so you're confirming that you have uh a bipolar uh disorder or whatever they called it yeah uh he said uh first um like he kind of laughed a bit he's like that that's not what i said but what i'm saying i, I do have that but we all have a form of mental illness exactly from what we've dealt with to this point exactly you, you, we can't, we can't. We haven't diagnosed it, or somebody hasn't diagnosed it for you. You haven't been to a doctor because doctors are um, kind of taboo in our community. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, like you talked about a while ago, with uh, when you talk with your pops about you know going to somebody to talk. Exactly. Going know, to see a therapist. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, with uh, with we all have a form of mental illness, and it's uh, we don't we don't recognize it or we don't give it attention. So therefore, it starts to. Uh, it compounds until we until we reach a breaking point, hmm. and something that happens a lot in um, in like the the white community or whatever we want to call call that sector um, nowadays is that they put their children on that immediately, like they give them right to a therapist yeah. as soon as they see like something go on uh, that we don't get. So, <clears throat> so therefore, we develop 
uh, something that I like to think of when we uh, when we compound our emotions towards people, then we, and then it, it it we throw it onto someone else is that we project. So the yes. uh, projection is a form of an illness <laughs> because whatever oh, you have going inside of yourself, you are pushing that onto other people. So. Yeah. You don't understand that you how riled you how riled up you are yeah. about something yeah. has a lot more to do with yourself than Absolutely. it does the person that you're riled up about. Absolutely, they, they, they could have triggered you, yes, but to get a grasp on your own issue, you have to first realize why they were able to trigger you that way. Yeah, and that's, and that's a big thing with our community towards Kanye and what he said. With that, with them not with with not being able to grab context was because you could not you were you got so riled up like Kanye said with his bipolar situation yeah. he gets so riled up that he like it's it's you know you just you say things and then you have you you don't retract it because the good thing that he said also in there was that he's he's present mm-hmm. so so the reason why he said he has to has to wait so long or it takes so long to answer some of your questions because you're asking me how i felt a certain amount of months ago yeah i live in the present exactly. so i have to dial back i have to go back in my memory yeah. on how i felt in that moment and why i said what i said i can tell you how i feel about that right now but yeah. that's not what your question was yeah. so it was it was a good amount of things in there with her with with the with the lady in there um she started to cry and first and foremost i I received your apology so much that it almost brought tears to my eyes because as a black woman that's what we miss from you kanye like seriously like i was really emotional this year with some of your actions just from a black perspective so i really received your apology and i appreciate it because you are in a position that not everyone gets to be in and like i said when you speak the whole world listens and your voice is so powerful that you have the ability to make true changes that could affect the african-american community so i just appreciate your apology and that is why i sit from this position and i say my people i just feel that way i didn't mean to cry i really didn't mean to cry but you were just you're so important. God, God has blessed you with this ability that when you speak, change can happen. And and I and I and I respect your viewpoint because maybe I'm not there. That I respect when you said you're about the human race, and that is absolutely right. But as an African American woman, I see things that my people, black people, go through every single day. So I have to fight and speak for them. I just feel that way. Her, yeah, her that her moment was uh her moment was moving on a lot of because I, I I you know while I was defending Ye, I still was empathetic of the people that was that were hurt and what they were expressing, um, but also wanting them to understand how uh, how just simple how simple uh, word association and processing will allow them to actually hear what he was saying, but. They, for some reason, just refused to. So I was, I was really proud that she had her moment to explain her hurt, because um, mm-hmm. she, she sort, she conveyed a similar stance that a lot of people of color hurt, in particular black women. Um, mm-hmm. And in the same breath, I was so proud of Ye for sitting in that moment 
and letting and her talk, letting allowing her her peace, shouldering that because it's any any anybody, not just the male female dynamic, but anyone that is set in a space with somebody, as they articulated, um, some hurt you may have caused, whether right. whether you intended to or not, is very very hard. Um, right. If you're not a if you're not a fucking psychopath, you know. Um, yeah. and 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 as by now we know Ye feels a lot he's susceptible to a lot and very vulnerable mm-hmm. um so having to sit in that moment allow her her space to convey her hurt was so fucking powerful and important uh but was even what was even more important was him then explaining himself and apologizing going hey if i hurt you i i if to whomever I hurt out there, I want to properly apologize. He said that multiple times. He's like, I want, I, he's like, I didn't, I never got to properly apologize about hurting anyone because that right. wasn't the intentions. Um, but what I was saying, what I actually said and what I actually meant was this. It's like, Hey, mm-hmm. like, Hey, okay. After, after y'all have gotten through y'all hurt and gotten through all y'all tears, did y'all hear what I actually said? And people still, People still are still gonna are gonna die on that limb of like, oh, he said it was a choice, bro. He just broke it down verbatim, and and the, the fucked up part, and I'm gonna go back to that that uh, that being um, vindicated on on my behalf. G was uh-huh. was literally what Ye said. His intentions were behind that statement is what I said from the rip. It's like, yo, if we still talking about 400 years, bro, that that feels and sounds like a choice. I was right there with him the whole time. Yeah, it's like yo, I'd 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 much rather talk about some other shit and just try to because I understand what what faith and desire does and what and how manifesting work. I'd much mm-hmm. rather have another conversation. I'd much rather prefer not to watch another Twelve Years of Slaves or the Django. I'd much yeah. rather watch us making fucking spaceships on some jets and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I'd much rather see some other imagery because imagery is a form of manifestation. You feel me? Um, yeah. And so I was right there with them. And so having those conversations with people that just refuse to listen to the actual words, I was so perplexed by um, people and consumption at that point. And I'm fascinated to see with someone apologizing and and having a discussion and further explaining themselves how people decide to take that information. If they, if they still decide to form their own opinion, because that's because of their own self-serving. And as you said, it, I'm so glad that you made that point. The projecting portion, a lot of that shit was just projecting. If you're not willing to listen to what was actually being said, because if you're just going to throw the information out that someone's like giving you verbatim and still have your stance. Yeah. What are we talking to you for? You know, <laughs> exactly, exactly. People, people are still talking about college dropout, man. And you know how long ago college dropout was? It's a fucking lifetime ago. You know what I'm saying? That just, just for a human being, just think of if you think about yourself, and if you, if you're still college dropout, hmm. like if if A was still college dropout, yay, yeah. And best believe, I don't know how many people are actually going to be like, you know, in that in following them, man, or yeah. even like giving him an attention. You exactly. know what I'm saying? It might just be Chicago. Yeah. Which which Chicago would love. Yeah. But I'm I'm just saying, I mean, it, for for people, you gotta allow them growth. Um, with celebrities, it's gonna be in actual time. Yeah. <laughs> so they're because they're always gonna be in front in front of a camera, or always in front of, or always. You know, in attention at least. Exactly. Uh, but for the people who are fans and uh, stands or fans or whatever, 
um, and people who, you know, everybody has an opinion, of course, which uh, we, we want people to have, you know, voice their opinions, of course. Um, just know that, you know, people have people people can grow. People can make mistakes yeah. and people can learn from them and look at yourself. <laughs> look at yourself. <laughs> look at yourself, man. If you if, if you if you as an individual um, are still pissed off about this or still, you know, still having a, still what having are, an issue. What are you projecting? You know, that, mm. What are, what are you projecting? What are you doing as far as bettering yourself? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's a very important part as well. People do that. A lot of times the projection is to take, is to take attention off yourself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, you might, you might want to look at that. Yeah. Fuck dude. I'm this, I, I, I waited all week to talk to you about this shit. Uh, <laughs> Uh, there's so much more, and again, I'm gonna drop some clips of the interview in for you guys. I, I, I any Kanye fans or the, what, what, what's important though? I had a lot of people that have never listened to a Kanye album over the last three years say I don't like him, egotistical and all the shit. Um, so, on on the fact that you developed that opinion and haven't listened to any music, at the very least, watch this interview. Um, uh, for proper context, since you just are so into not liking people. Um, and and writing it off as ego without zero context. Um, that's my last uh, tidbit on that, man. But I, again, everybody go watch that interview. It's, it's like, or at the very least, listen to it. It's an hour, but I, I advise watching it because there's some important, like, nonverbal shit happening. Um, yeah, man, we just spent um, an hour and and a half almost on M and Ye. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And uh, I didn't really. I, there's a lot to talk about. I don't want to keep you. How you doing on time? Oh no, I'm good. Um, I, the 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 cap thing is important. Uh, Colin Kaepernick, everyone, uh, a judge uh, agreed to take his grievance with the NFL to trial um, this past week, and it, it it should be noted that that isn't the final stage. Uh, there is still another ruling to determine whether they're going to allow. Um, that to them to proceed and actually go to trial, but that was a right step in a direction, and I think it's gonna put a lot of shit into play where we're gonna see some some, some decisions made. Um, and anyone that's been under a rock, Colin Kaepernick, uh, former NFL quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, um, now a free agent trying to get in a, get a jump, another starting quarter uh, quarterback job, hasn't been able to. Um, it should be it should be noted today that the uh, Denver Broncos cut their number one pick, Paxton Lynch. They drafted Paxton Lynch two years ago, if I'm not mistaken, G. Uh, at at as their number one pick. Say it again. Yeah, two or three. I think yeah. it might have been two. Two, yeah, two years ago, and they just cut him today. And uh, they they and they for years have had incredible defenses with no quarterback. And here is this capable person that's out. And John Elway's been in the news saying stupid shit. But um, Cap is still without a job. Um, any just the just on optics alone, Cap has a case, right? Um, and the fucked up thing is that they now that they've agreed to allow allow his grievance into a trial, the NFL owners can't afford to have anyone digging in their in their in their in their day to day lives. They can't afford that shit. At all, um, because if if these in the field owners shit get uncovered, oh my nigga, America, y'all pastime will be gone. Oh, it's it's over. It's it's a wrap. Gee, if they it's, let this shit go to trial, it's a wrap on us because because Cap is going to trial. 
Like, uh, like it, it, it's, it's just a matter of time. I, but see, Cap's not trying to play football, I'm, bro. I'm, what, what, I'm, what I'm doing right now is so much bigger than this game. So question for you, G. If, what up? if say, they do let him go to trial, right? Mm-hmm. You know the owners in the NFL, they have they absolutely have to figure out how to settle out of court with him because they don't want those problems. So yeah. knowing knowing that you have that leverage as cap, say your cap, right? Mm-hmm. Knowing what your actual mission is, what you're out to prove, is that is this isn't that way more important than taking whatever they try to settle with you out of court? You gotta go to you gotta go to trial, right? Oh, settlement is open. settlement is out the door. Okay. And- they 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 had so many opportunities already, and their settlement would have been just letting just him getting back him, in. just getting him a job. Bro, like you could have done that a while ago. Actually, their their arrogance has gotten away. Yeah, they're, they they've had money for way too long. Yeah, that that they didn't realize that after a certain like we only gonna be like we only want our our just due. Yeah, for a certain amount of time before we're like, you know what, f this, yeah. <laughs> yeah. bro. Like it's it's about to get it's about to be way larger than what you even thought. Yeah. So um, he made he made the decision already. He already he has the backing. He made that decision already. He stuck to his guns, and it's all for him. Yeah. See, I'm I'm with you on that. I I thought I thought about it long and hard. I was like, yo, they they're not gonna let this go to trial. But when in settling in settling settling in, in in any settlement, um, the two parties have to come to an agreement. And I feel like no, it's not even about the money at this point. It's about prove. It's about proving the, uh, the unethical business practice that have been at play, uh, the 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 discriminating business practice that have been at play, the oppressing business practice that have been at play, um, to, for the for the sake of liberation of others to come. If this thing is to proceed and, and move past uh, the shitty the shitty systemic uh, setup that the NFL is, you know. Um, yeah, I, I believe I believe uh, Ed Reed is still without a job. No, nah, Ed, Ed uh, Eric Reed, Eric Reed, Ed, Eric Reed, Ed, I mean, Ed, Ed Reed's Ed Reed's old ass better not be out there trying to play football. Yeah, no, not Eric, 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 <laughs> Eric Reed. Okay. Yeah, Eric Reed is definitely still without a job, which is crazy. Um, and another, and I think he'll have a great case too, um, if he decides to proceed and and go forth with a grievance uh, lawsuit, which I believe he would. He, there's no way he wouldn't because there's no reason for him not to have a job. Um, you have anything more on any more thoughts on the cap situation, G? Uh no, that was, no. was pretty expensive. I'm just I'm just ready for that one to, to um, take place. Yeah, I'm I'm more excited about that than fucking the season to start. Um, bro, ain't nobody worried about that, man. I, I have I have my I have my I have my few uh players that I fool with. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, I, it I'm it sure is it is all well. about the players now. Yeah, yeah, I, I want to see them do well, of course. Yeah, um, but as far as as a whole, yeah. as it as a thing, nah, I'm cool. I, um, I, I move over with uh. I'm over with, uh, with, with Silver, Adam Silver. Adam Silver all the way, NBA all the way. Um, moving along, G. Uh, this going to get controversial, and I don't care. I'm not going to edit out. I promise you I won't. <laughs> <laughs> can we Is it? Can we finally start telling the truth about Murder Mook? Sure. Nah, I don't like the way you answered that. Uh, <laughs> no, no, to tell you the truth, on, on that topic, I haven't even seen the battle because I, I truthfully – don't even care about battle rap anymore. Ooh, that's wait, 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 wait. We gonna get, we gonna, we gonna get back to it. Who, 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 what? Who hurt you? When did you give up battle rap? You, nigga, you put me on battle rap. 
I was a pioneer. I know. I was. I was a part of the. He, you were the. Wave you might have been the first nigga on the West Coast to have smack DVDs, G. This is real. It was. It was me and my yeah. my roommate in college, uh, Pargo, man. Wait. We were so into all of that. Wait, 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 wait. What happened, and when did battle rap die for you? This is important. <laughs> this is important. I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like battle rap might have took like a hiatus for a second. I think they were trying to figure out all the different like platforms they were trying to work out with. Yeah, and I, it was somewhere in there that I might have been distracted by something else. So you're not and a fan of the pay per view shit. Hell nah. Huh, that's fascinating. I I just assume. I don't I don't, I don't I don't care about the name that pops up. I think they try to do it a few times with Lota Lex, yeah. uh Arsenal and all them. Like I know the names of the people. Yeah. But as far as like sitting through a battle. Oh damn. I can't do it. This bro. is heartbreaking. I don't know. Can we even have this conversation? And cause you I only wanted to have it with you because you were the biggest Mook fan. True. So I don't even know if I can ask you this. You don't. You don't. And and at this and at this point, to say the truth, I wouldn't even know what Mook is doing. Like I wouldn't know if Mook is is like a top tier one anymore. Damn. 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 Okay. My bad, bro. No, no, no. That's that's (laughs) fine. That's fine. It was gonna be a real specialized nerd segment anyway. But Murder Mook is a is is the battle rapper of all battle rappers. I feel like we we can at the very least say that for people. Um, he's done very. Did he fall off or something? No, 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 no. He hasn't fallen off at all. Uh, but you know why I stand on Mook. Um, okay. while, while everybody was like, yo, Mook won all his battles. I was Always the, hit Mills. Yeah, I was the only one saying he lost to Mills, and I was saying he lost to Jones. And people killed me for that shit. And, and um, there's, a, there's argument going around right now from the battle that took place last weekend, whether or not... Uh, Mook may have lost to uh, hold on one second because I, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank uh, versus Verb versus Aberg. Uh-huh. And I was it a pretty good battle though? It was a great battle. Okay. Um, the uh, the but you you know how bad but you do remember G that the the live battle versus how it will play back on tape is different. You do remember that part. Right, right. Um, and so I feel like I feel like Mook was able to benefit a lot from the end moment shit and was exposed on tape to me. That's how I felt. And gotcha. the Jay Mills battle was like that for me and the Series Jones battle was like that for me mainly gotcha. because of how split the room was. I wish I knew where they battled at, that Jones and Mook joint. I feel like they were in New York somewhere because the room was a like it was it was like 99 to 1 in terms of a uh, a percent split in that room. Jones was saying some shit and it wouldn't be no ooze and Mook would say the most uh the most elementary shit and get crazy ooze and that shit matters in 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 the delivery and the performance of like that shit matters. Yeah, Mook um, Mook definitely had a run where he was he was his his you know, feel, the feeling towards him was a lot larger than what Mook was actually saying. Yeah, he did. He did have a run of that so where before the battle even starts, we we're in favor of Mook. Yeah. So you have to do like you have you have to really you, gotta, you have on. to beat him. Yeah, you have to really demolish him in order for that to happen. So and somebody like Arsenal that's like super disrespectful could probably like get even, something even, out of that. Even Arsenal would get deflated. Like. I feel like, at least in my opinion, Mook would be able to combat that and deflate that immediately. Like that, that would be that would be fucking walking apart for Mook, in my opinion. Yeah. But the shit with Verb 
was important because Verb's a performer um, and was getting to the shit and and knew how to play to to the crowd to be heard. Mm-hmm. And this was the first time that Mook may have been defeated in the live shit because he got outperformed. And I always thought that if the bat, the playing field was even and the room was even, Mook would have a hard time. And that's what it looked like to me. But in Mook's defense, nigga, if you go back and play the tape, shit. <laughs> G. Yo. G, if you go back and play the tape. I guess. Oh, I guess okay. It's All not right. even close. <laughs> but I just, hey, I just, man. I just so happened to watch it live and was like, "Ooh, goddamn!" Okay, it was like, "Oh yeah. shit!" It was making me uncomfortable because here I am, like everybody been bigging up Mook for so long. It's like, "Yo, he gonna he, I mean, he gets a cakewalk." Like I literally didn't go in that battle thinking it was gonna be a contest at all. So I was completely yeah. caught off guard, and was like, "Yo, did Mook just get outperformed?" And was on the side of everybody else. Like, "Yo, Mook just lost two to one." Okay. And then went back. I was like, nah, there's no way. And it went back and was like, no, he, no. Mook was cleaning shit up. It just was too much. Huh. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I, and so I, I wrote it the segment like that because I, I, because of my, my juxtaposition on, on fucking Mook these past years of thinking like Mills won and thinking Jones won. This is the first time where the roles were reversed and Mook, the tape is on Mook's side and the performance just wasn't. The live wasn't. Huh. Okay. Um, that's just me. That's some nerd cool. shit. Sorry, y'all, to, to bore y'all with fucking battle rap. I know a lot of our segment ain't listening to no fucking battle rap, man. But I'm, I'm still. No, that's good. I mean, it's, it's it's still an art form. I yeah. just I just haven't messed with it in a in a while. Um, let's get we we we're killing shit. We covered the shit that's most important to us, but these last two topics are important. Um, Joe, Joe back to Joe Button. Uh, he's got his revolt show, State of the Union, coming. There's a lot I want to cover with that, but he announced his he announced his co-host. G, did you hear that? Do we know? Do we know how that how that show is going to be laid out? We don't. I don't even think he oh. knows. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and perhaps he does. I don't know how it's going to be laid out. I'm curious to see. It's on revolt. Um, I'm just I'm I'm excited. I'm ecstatic to see how it's going to yeah, how it's going to come together. But I, I, I he's smart enough and a, and a fan of a lot of different shows to figure it out and make a and make an amazing show. Which yeah. is why the choice in co-hosts was so interesting to me. Okay. Did you see the choice? I did. Remy. He chose Remy to be his co-host. Uh, yeah. MC Remy Ma. Uh, it's going to be Joe's co-host on State of the Union. What What was your initial thought? Uh, I mean, at first I was like, huh? Yeah. But, yeah. But then after my, right after my hunt, I was like, Okay, I, I, I guess I can kind of see that because because Remy is very opinion, opinionated and strong, and just not gonna not gonna, not gonna let Joe out dance because right. that nigga's a, that nigga just dances, man. Like as big yeah. a fan as Joe as I am, he really don't be saying shit when he get all amped up. Exactly. <laughs> and exactly. so I think Remy is the <laughs> see. I had to. I was the same as Yuji. I went, huh? And then I thought about. it. I was like, oh, Rem's perfect. She's not yeah. gonna let this nigga just out talk him. I'll, exactly. I'll, I'll talk her and talk louder than her and be aggressive and because even the niggas on the show do that where it's like Joe will just talk loud and the, he's like the louder, right. the louder I talk you would think he'd be saying shit and he's like bro you're really not even saying that you're just talking loud so right. 
Rim Rim's not gonna play that shit. So I think we actually may get. And we and we be need, we be we be needing that uh that check sometimes. Yes. Man, you know. Yes. Like, for sure, because because our egos can get crazy. Exactly. Yeah. So, so we we need that check every once yeah. in a while, and that's that's a good one to have on camera. Yeah, that's um. So I'm I'm on board with it. Initially, I was confused, but the more I thought about it, the more I went, "This is gonna be fucking brilliant," and I'm excited for it. So y'all look out for State of the Union. Um, and oh, so Bino, Bino wants to continue to run shit, right? And man, yeah, Childish Gambino dropped a summer EP, two songs. Feels like summer, and what's the other one, G? Um. Damn, uh, Phil, this forgot. is this is right on the tails of uh, this is America. He dropped his summer EP, and it, the song well, and the feel. I, I start with feels like summer, even though it's the second song because it's probably one of the greatest songs I've ever heard. Um, what do you what do you think about that? Uh, the other one, is, the other one is summertime magic. Summertime magic. But, but uh, feels like summer. You talk about the song or the the video? No, 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 no. We are gonna get to the video. The song itself before the video. What did you think about that song? Ah, uh, man, that was a that was a that was a vibe, man. That it, was a real. It has this. It has this like Marvin Gaye thing about it to me. Um, yeah. The ad libs, the harmonies. Um, feel like summer without looking at any visuals for it. Feels like you're looking at a lava lamp. Yes. Yeah, by just, just staring at a lava lamp yeah. for like two hours, bro. And, like just, and I remember hearing that because the the after this is America came out, um, it just fucked my world up. And I'm a huge Beano fan, but the when the, I wasn't expect, I don't think anybody was respecting the summer EP. The two songs, I won't call that shit EP. It's only two songs, but uh, I I didn't rush to listen to it. Um, because I was trying to give This Is America its own thing. So when everybody's like, yeah. oh, the summer EP came out, I was like, yo, okay, I'm going to get to it when I get to it. And I didn't get a chance to go get to it before someone played it for me. Uh-huh. And I stopped everything I was doing and just stood, like I didn't move. Um, that's how great the music was for me. Mm-hmm. So then fast forward to earlier today, um, the song for Feels Like, the video for Feels Like Summer is released. Mm-hmm. And... I didn't get to see who who uh who did the animation and who directed it. Um but the premise is set up um like a like a summer day in the in the neighborhood, but the the neighborhood and the community is comprised of all his contemporaries. Mm-hmm. So there's a trippy red appearance, there's a pump appearance, there's a Migos appearance. Bro, um, everybody. Everybody. Uh, Nikki, Travis. Yay, Drake, Beyonce, 21, 21, <laughs> 21, 21, SZA, uh, Janelle Monae, every uh, outcast. I can keep going. Um, SZA was in a tree. Yeah, and <laughs> and I, I, do you want to know my initial reaction? Who was Drake uh, chasing after? Oh shit, I can't remember. It was uh, I, I didn't get I didn't get a check the chance to see who was on the bike, but I just saw Drake look back. But anyways, yeah. Um, it was true. Trippy. One of them was Trippy Red, wasn't it? Trippy Red was on. I think Trippy Red was on the bench or something like that. Okay. I believe. Okay. 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 Uh, no, no. Charlemagne and somebody else was on the bench. Got you. Never mind. It's so many different things. Yeah. You gotta watch it multiple times. You gotta watch it multiple times. Kanye had Kanye with the MAGA hat crying. Crying and, and, and it was shot. was very Obama. important. Um, heck yeah. Gee, so my initial reaction was like. Why this nigga gotta just flex his genius all the time? 
Like, like nigga, take a break. Like, <laughs> it was. What just... I always think. Of, what I always think about with childish, like mm-hmm. the uh, every time I see the work that he does, which is more more times than not amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's only and really it's amazing. It's amazing by by your perspective. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like that's the that's the difference between like somebody that is what do you say? Uh, somebody you call crazy and somebody you call uh eccentric yeah. you know it's it's just a matter of uh, what you're what how you perceive them yeah and, and the way that he was able to get to this great perception was for him to i think i think he really just stepped to the side yeah because he had he had a moment where he was kind of filling out who he was yeah um and kind of getting to where he was going to eventually get to which is right here yeah and he had an interview, I think, on the Breakfast Club. Uh, yeah, it was a Breakfast Club, uh, where Charlemagne was doing, you know, the, the, the bits where it was like he, you know, he smelled funny yeah. and all that stuff like that. He he said he wore the same clothes every day or whatever, yeah, you know, whatever. He was the was deodorant, on. yeah, yeah. And in that in that interview, just talking about uh, the time that he spends with Jaden Smith hmm. and uh, and getting a lot of his uh, like mentality like breaking a lot of the programs that you can get into um just by just being immersed in the world if you allow the world to uh project whatever they have onto you yeah you can kind of get lost in that especially as african-american absolutely to have somebody like a you know like a Jaden smith who is is black royalty yeah you know c- comes from a you know is, is what i saw what i call black privilege we have a white privilege and willow are black privilege yeah and they and they stunt with that shit yeah you know what i'm saying it's a it's it's lovely to see and i did use lovely but it's it's lovely to see, you know. What I'm uh, but like with the like, just taking, just breaking the the uh, societal norms, and at the same time getting into who you are, and seeing firsthand somebody who has zero fear towards how people perceive him, yeah. and getting all of that into one, you know, into one mode as you're molding yourself, and then. Bam, we get not finished pro- not finished product, childish Gambino, but very, very uh uh confident in your creativity, childish yes. Gambino. Yes. And that's all it is. You do you you give your you you create something, you put your you put everything into it, mm-hmm. and then you give it away. Absolutely. And whatever comes back comes back. And that's the and that's the beautiful space that we are seeing black black privilege operate in. Absolutely, um, I, I, that that was essentially um, partly my take away from it. Two G, uh, it was this was a super flex. Um, I understand this shit a little bit better than y'all. Basically, is what I read into it, but it wasn't. It wasn't uh it wasn't braggadocious. It wasn't it wasn't stunting at all. It was just like, yo, I just get this shit. Um and whether y'all get that I get it or not, I want y'all to let y'all know that I'm I'm not gonna stop creating and pushing the bar the way I intend to push the bar and it's the ultimate self confidence, which you said already. Um yeah. and it's 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 nice to see from him in particular because of the the evolving part of it i think the the most important part of everything that we discussed on every topic is that it's centered it's centered around people who are evolving before us in real time 
And yeah. part of me is like, yeah, fuck the celebrity and the fame and all that shit. Like, yeah, I get it. Like, that can be a headache and a, and a, and a nuisance on some level. But there is a beauty to people growing and learning in real time and and, and, and applying, you know. So yeah. the new the new information is cute. It's cool. But without application and execution, it's just shit, you know. Yeah. Um, so I just that was the main reason I wanted to talk about that because the if you get the I am Donald mixtape till now, um, and for all my aspiring musicians, I challenge you guys to go not just musicians but inspire uh, aspiring creatives or people that are you're not if you if you're creating you're not aspiring you're doing it you just ain't getting paid for it yet so you're doing it just ain't getting paid so um, <laughs> listen to I am Donald and listen to every album in between that and then listen to um feels like summer and uh what is it summer nights um summertime magic summertime magic and uh and just jay said it best in his rap radar interview it's like yo people fixate on the finished product without going fuck man well wait there was a whole journey like we watched jay go from reasonable doubt to 444 and this nigga's right. like, yo, I want to be like Jay at 444. Nigga, you got to put out a volume one and have people write you the fuck off first before you get Man. to do that. You don't get to Man. you don't get to skip all that shit and just go to the finished product. Exactly. You're setting yourself up for failure. You got to do the work. You have to, We have to do the work. And um, that's what our show is about. We're having these discussions about um, pop culture and all these things around it, but you get to hear a lot of us in these segments. Um which I'm hella proud of, man, and I'm even more proud to be doing it with my dogs. Poe was on fucking assignment. He did just text us and he's like, hey, can I hop in? We was like, nah, nigga, you late. We already doing the show. <laughs> nah, we love Yo, you. You got next time. <laughs> we love you, Poe, because I uh, um, appreciate you making time and, and doing the show um, all the way from Amsterdam, a whole nine hours ahead of you. So I got hella time to edit it. I'm not pressed to edit like I normally am, you know? And we'll figure out what we're going to do for next week because I'm still not home for, for another, like, 10 days or so. But um, any anything you want to share with the people, anything you got coming up, um, anything, anything, just throw it out there. Which, what you want to leave the people with this week? Uh, man, the main thing I want to leave people with is, man, lead with love, man. Hmm. That's the main thing I want to, I want to do is we, we're spending way too much time, uh, uh, you know, overly harping on things that make you feel not like yourself yeah. or that makes you feel less than. Yeah. Uh, but, and then it's, this isn't like, you know, this isn't one of those lectures or any of that <laughs> BS that, you PSA, know, talk, PSA talk. no LG, no IGLG right now. Most definitely. <laughs> most definitely. This, this is, this is more so me just, just, just saying, man, leave a love and allow your allow yourself to you know continue to continue to grow the way to do that is to take tidbits from everything that people is doing and and what and what they have going on yeah and add that to your mixed batch absolutely and and make sure to give your creativity out whatever whatever that possibly is and and and, you know that's all leela man my man this is um this has been another episode of Meet the Brave, the international edition, live from Amsterdam. Um, yes, sir. Mind you about to get back on that beach cruiser. <laughs> Yo, bro. Hey, hey, 
out. My shit parked outside right now. I need to go check on it right now. <laughs> they be tripping outside. My neighborhood hot, bro. Now I'm fucking it's with hot, you. Because <laughs> I love you, man. Thank you for doing this. What's up, man? Love, love. All right. All right.